dream that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Heavy as they are, the cost of action must be weighed against the price of inaction. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. I have a dream that one day, yeah. no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Heavy as they are, the cost of action must be weighed against the price of inaction. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. Well, Brian, we're live. We're live. It's happening. Episode, episode 20. Wow. This is awesome. That's, that, that is great. I'm always excited. Every time we do an episode, I always like to kind of reflect back and think of how far we've come, both in your tremendous efforts in sound production. and Oh, then, God. And now we're going to release this episode, and of course the sound quality is going to be shit. <laughs> I'm going to be like in a tin can again. Yeah, whatever. but <clears throat> it's all good. There's been a lot of growth since, well, the two episodes that never aired, and then you know from episode one to here, we've we've progressed a lot and garnered a lot of support and positive praise, and we really really appreciate it. So continue to spread the word and support the Patreon and the web page and all that jazz. So yeah, thank you. Speaking of important things you can do for our podcast, you know what's the most important thing you can do, Brian? Vote. No. Yeah. Oh, no. vote. Yeah, yeah that's vote. a good one. So we should talk about that today. I think we should. We're going to. Yeah, we're going to take a more informational approach to the start of this and then go from there. Yeah. So um, we also, of course, will be touching on uh, not quite so breaking news now, not a 2 a.m. text from Brian saying... <laughs> Breaking news. We are also, we're also going to talk about, uh, obviously, Trump contracting COVID, what it means for uh, the election, what it means for his campaign, what it means for the Biden campaign, what it means for the Republican Party, all that good stuff. But uh, let's start this off on a much more uh, mild and calm note. 
Yeah. And uh, let's kind of talk about the importance of voting, Brian. So one of the things about voting that over the years people have kind of become either disenfranchised or never engaged in the first process, first prospect of it is like they felt like they weren't truly heard, right? Their vote doesn't really matter. I live in Illinois. What's the difference? It's going to go blue. I live in Texas. It's going to go red. We have those instances of people immediately feeling disenfranchised. And one thing we saw, especially in 2016, was Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania were decided by thousands of votes, not millions. Yeah. And, you know, if 10,000 people had gone in and voted in Pennsylvania, that would have swung the entire election possibly. Or, or you know, we, we see instances of that. So the importance of every single vote, especially in a year where there's a lot of discussion about, you know, whether or not it's legitimate or not, every vote's going to matter because you don't know if some are going to be tossed out or whatever the case is. We want to make sure that we vote in droves. And, and more than anything, whether you vote Trump, Biden, third party, write-in, whatever the case is, if you want to feel good about your contribution, your civic duty, then you should absolutely go vote. Absolutely. And that's one thing about me is like, because, and another important matter to press is that no vote is ever wasted. I know that a lot of people say that if you don't vote for one of the two major parties, <laughs> that all of a sudden, you know what I mean? It was, you know, a waste of paper yeah. and of your time. I am, I disagree with that so much. Sure. You know what I mean? There's been so many elections. Well, well so many elections. I have, I've only voted in a few, but um, <laughs> there's been so many elections. When, where when did you start voting? Uh, were you for the general election? Were you 2008? I think the first time I was able to vote. Because I was 2004. I voted my senior year of high school. I turned 18. Yeah, my senior year of high school. No, it would have been. Yeah, I think I did. I think I voted my senior year of high school. So when was that, though? Because I was over. That can't be right. That can't be right because my birthday's in November. Yeah. So you might not have voted. So it was, it was the first year after high school. So Okay, because I voted in the general election with Bush. Right. I remember going to the town hall of, at, in, in Elmhurst to register right. to vote. And we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do remember. Because I became an election judge when I, the first year I voted. You were an election judge the first year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was something I think I think like they talked That's about That's fantastic. It. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was right when they were starting to use like the uh the touchscreen machines. Yeah. So I got like trained on all that kind of stuff. And uh quick story, but yeah. Uh I uh <laughs> of course they teach you all like the technical stuff on how to fix it if something goes wrong. Yeah. And of course I go to the I get to my polling place and the fucking machine breaks down. <laughs> did you, did you I was like I was it? like fucking panicking. And I was sure. like this isn't working what the fuck? <laughs> and so then um, I actually had to like you, you and when you call for technical assistance on those things, you have to be in like a completely like private room. Nobody can hear you talking like. And yeah. so I had to like leave the polling place, which was like behind my house where my parents lived at the time. And I had to like go to my house and call them and then go back and then like wow. fix the freaking machine. But it was uh, it was Obama Romney, I think, is the first year I voted. <clears throat> Interesting. So yeah. 20, 2012. That would have been right, I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, I agree. You know, <clears throat> there was uh, issues with the voting machines. The oh, I want to say 2016. Yeah, I was voting in Elgin, and they had an issue, and they shut the whole place down for like. Yeah. Stopped everything. Yeah, and they like, have to. They moved like this one lady who was kind of running yeah. the show stepped away, made some calls. 
you know, got paper ballots for people, stuff like that. And they, they were able to do it for a half hour. Yeah. I had just finished mine, but they were like changing the whole fundamental oh, yeah. operation for 30 yep. minutes until they could reboot all the machines or something. I don't know exactly. I don't what. see the machines very often anymore. I think the last two elections I've filled in paper. I Well, 2018, I voted here in West Dundee yep. right on the block mm-hmm. and they had machines. Okay. So yeah. I know I know that I voted on machine in 2018 and 2016. So, but I I I, do, I envy you for having been an, uh, an electoral judge or it was or very polling, cool. Polling place yeah, it felt important. Yeah, I, I think it is. <laughs> um, I'm looking into doing that this year. I don't know if I'm too late. But speaking of late, let's talk about a timeline for voting yeah. here in, oh, in yeah. Illinois, because like we said. To start this podcast, we really want it to be just informational, and you can go find out this information at you know USA Gov or just googling how do I vote. Yeah, and we can't urge you enough to go take care of that. Right, um, and, and the earlier the better. Right, and I think we're going to be focusing more on a little bit more on how to do it in Illinois. Which, I mean, it's it's fairly simple to get information on this based on your state, but just because most of our listeners are here in Illinois, um, we want to really hammer that home. Um, and the important thing to know too, this is something I want to hit off right off the bat is that it's really until election day, it is never too late to register to vote. So if you've forgotten to register or something like that, you can actually register at the polls the day of the election. So November 3rd, you show up. I do recommend showing up early because those lines are always very long and it takes quite a bit of time and you have to bring um, some different, uh, forms of identification, well, in Illinois, as long as you've voted before, yeah. you have you're in the system and you right. just need to sign. But if this is your first time, you do need an ID if you're going to vote or right. uh, register at the voting uh, polling place. Right. Um. <clears throat> so, what day should they be registered to vote for a mail-in ballot, Kevin? Um, I want to say that the deadline for that is actually in like the, it's the sixth. Yeah. It's the sixth of October. So if you're going to do a mail-in ballot, you're not too late to register for it. Now that mail-in ballot has to be in by election day. Right. So, and I know this has kind of caused some controversy with, um, different States and, you know, Trump has pointed out that, Oh, this makes it illegitimate. Um, as long as the ballot is postmarked, on the election day. Yeah, so by November 3rd. Yeah. Right. So by November 3rd, that has to be in. But in order to receive that mail-in ballot, ballot. you have to register um, by the 6th, which is actually Tuesday of this week. So this is going to be released Monday, uh, 8 a.m., this podcast. So if you're listening to this. You need to do it today or or tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So... And I'm saying that on Sunday, so it felt very awkward. I know. Today or tomorrow, but you're going to be hearing this on Monday morning. So today or tomorrow, please make, make sure, sure you've done it. Yeah. You've, you've registered to uh, to vote by mail. And like Kevin had said, if you're going to uh, register just to vote in person, you can actually do that the day of. Right. But then you will absolutely need. To yeah. Have- yeah. If you're nervous with COVID and everything like that, you know, you really got to be on the ball here. Uh, and it's time to go out there and. Uh, and make sure that you're going to get that ballot in the mail. Um, you can also uh, register to vote online, and that's by October 18th. So if you're planning on voting in person, but you don't feel comfortable going to you know, your city hall or wherever else you would like to do your registration, you can register to vote online, and that's by October 18th. Correct. You just hammered it out there, Brad. I know. I just. I, <laughs> are you, you know, going to go to the polls to vote, or are you going to vote 
by mail. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm fully planning on voting in person. Me too. Uh, I have I'll, I'll taken the day off. My company has actually said uh, I work for a tech company, and they've made election day a holiday for the company. So right. I've taken that day off and <clears throat> the next day, because you know, we're going to be doing our live stream for the, right, the election yeah. and, and uh, we might have a cocktail or two <laughs> or, you know, 46 for the president, you know, it'll oh, be the 46th yeah. president hopefully. So I won't make it that far. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do plan on going in yeah. person. I, I don't mind waiting because yeah. I have that time. Right. Uh, it can be difficult for some people yeah. given, you know, the timing and sometimes. Right. Last time I went in 2018, it wasn't a general election, but there were important, um, you know, the House is being voted on, yeah. et cetera. And I waited 10, 15 minutes. So and they did know, a really nice job. And, and since you brought that up, I think this is important too. Because yeah. we're voting for more than just a president this election. Absolutely. Okay. And that's something I don't want to get into the, the, the different delegates and all that kind of stuff. What I want to point out is this. Be careful when you're voting. Okay. Don't vote. Straight. Stra- yeah. Straight across the board. Democrat. Don't vote. In, unless you agree with whatever they say. Right. But make sure you research your candidates and you can go on. Um, I think it's USA.gov and it'll explain like the different candidates who's running all that kind of stuff. Um, there's other websites too. That was just like the first one that popped into my head. No, that's a, that's a great point. <clears throat> and, and I think that you should, cause you know what you need to know as much as you can. And if you don't know between two candidates, I, can you pull out your phone when you're voting? No, I, well, I, I'm sure you probably can, but I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, you might get away with it because the lady isn't looking, but yeah. I don't think you're supposed to, I think it's very similar to like a court setup. And well, it doesn't even matter because you know what? You can actually go online too and you can search, um, like who who is running? Yeah, you know what I mean for for your area. Who are the candidates? And then you can actually something. I'm I'm all about pre planning when I can because yeah. sometimes I'm a big time procrastinator. Um, but go on there, look it up, see who's running, see who, and, you, and then you can do your research ahead of time. You know, if you have to write it down for yourself or something like that, so you know who you're voting for and you can remember. I mean, I think it's I just think it's so important. And informed voting is the biggest thing here, Brian. I totally agree, and. One of the things that has been very common in the messaging right now is have a plan. Right. And that's why we're telling you on this podcast, here are the dates you need to know. We're going to continue going through the rest of the dates you need to know, but you really should have a plan. How do you plan on voting? Do you plan on voting by by mail? Do you plan on having an absentee ballot? Do you plan on going in person? And do you have time off to go do that? Do you have an hour? You know, what? It, what is, right. you need to have a plan. And part of that plan is knowing before the day of, where are you going to vote up and down the ballot? And one thing, as Kevin pointed out, the down ballot becomes very, very important. And here's why. You know, the down ballot for anybody that doesn't know is yeah, anything down, other yeah, than the president. Yeah, yeah. As we well, and even like you know the Senate and the House, yeah. like those get so much uh, credibility. But your state representation, one of the things. <clears throat> That happened in, I think it was 2000, was Project Red Map. Yeah. And basically, the Republican Party, and here's here's a disclaimer, both the Democrats and Republicans have gerrymandered the shit out of electoral maps in oh, the past. Oh, yeah. So don't think this is just a criticism yeah. of Republicans. Let's change but they those did lines. That. They did that very effectively in 2010, in, or uh, I think it was 2000 and 2010, somewhere in there. Carl Rove did it with Project Red Map. But basically... They spent $30 million for the down-ballot type elections. Instead of pouring that $30 million into the presidential election, which does absolutely nothing, 
because they spend about a billion dollars, they were able to win, I think it was like 300 seats between House delegates and state representatives and local board positions and all of that, governorships. And they were able to really have a strong impact that we are still feeling today in the House and the Senate and everything like that. So um, it's it's really important to do your due diligence when it comes to researching. And don't, right. you know, I... Obviously, I I'm the liberal on this, so you would think I would tend more towards the Democrats, um, but that's not always the case down ballot. And and you know, in the past, I even voted for a Republican president. So, do your due diligence and really research everything. You can make a plan going in. Write it down. Here's who I'm voting for. Here's who I feel good about. And when you walk out of the polling place, you will feel accomplished. I think so. Yeah, I was like getting my sticker. Um. <laughs> So another thing, that, another option is early voting. So right. instead of saying, hey, I'm going to take that Tuesday off and go vote, maybe I take a day before Tuesday and I make arrangements where I go in and I put in my ballot early. Right. And then I Because early voting is already, has already started. Started September 24th. And goes until the day before voting. Weird. So <laughs> if you don't feel like saying, hey, I'm going to have to sit in lines for hours on, on the 3rd. Just go, you know, the second, which it'll probably be pretty busy now. I've seen lines already happening. Right. So the idea here is to mitigate that lost time and do whatever you can to to get your vote counted for. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to touch on, too, about knowing who to vote for. If you do come to a name or, you know, a certain position that is that is being voted on and you don't know enough about it, don't feel bad leaving that blank. Yeah, you can abstain. I actually always abstain from when there's no contender. Democrat, really? Republican. Whenever there's no contender, I say, nope. Because you're going to win anyways, but I don't want to support someone that had no challenge. Why? Talk about Even if they're a good person? <clears throat> yeah. Or a good candidate? Yeah. Interesting. I, don't, I just want people to be challenged, right? I, I started a... Or, well, we started a podcast... Because you and I can challenge each other on our yeah. views. And yeah. I think that's what leads to growth. If there's no challenger, there's no growth. So I don't support it. Very interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. I don't know what I do in those scenarios. Maybe if I like the person or if I know who they are. Usually if there's no contender, it's like a... It's a judge or yeah. clerk or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I figure, hey, if they get two votes, they won. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I just don't. I'm just going to put my name on the ballot for anybody who has no contender. There you go. Maybe everyone has my approach. I'll write you in two and you win with two votes. All of a sudden I get a letter in the mail that I've been elected to some position. You're the like, King, you're the oh, King County clerk. Hell yeah. Hey, you know what? Those clerks are very important. They are. You know, and it's like comptroller and stuff like yeah, that. People yeah. don't realize those, those positions really do matter in a state government. Oh my gosh, yeah. So... Other other days to know is your absentee ballot request deadline is by the 29th. And right. that's when you're doing an absentee versus a mail-in. Absentee is, hey, I'm not going to be around. And you have this ex- quote-unquote excuse right. to not have to be in person. Yeah. So absentee is different than mail-in. They're similar. In it's, mind, it's, a, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. But the idea is you which have is why all this time. Pa- which is why all this panic over mail-in voting is, means... You know, I mean, I get it. Well, I guess the difference here is because there's going to be so much more mail-in voting this year. So that makes a difference. Right. And then all the, you know, as the Mad Libs podcast did a great job of covering the USPS issues and some of the uh, concerns 
surrounding the USPS yeah. and, and their changing of different policies and processes. So there are some issues, but you know, you should trust that your vote will count and, and do things the right way. And then finally, the most important day, November 3rd. What a great day it's going to be. Yeah, because gonna there's going to be a live stream. Yeah. That's oh, why Brian... and there is an election. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you kind of had me going there. I was like, what's the oh yeah about? <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be a fun day for us. That's why Brian and I are going to vote early in the morning. Because yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know you have the next day off. I'm going on vacation that day, the day after. Ooh. Yeah, I want to get away in case anything crazy happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it worked out perfectly too, because like um, we go on vacation every year with my with my in laws, and it's like it's a freaking blast. Dude. We just go up to the Dells. Yeah. Um, but um, no, it worked out perfectly because we were looking at dates for it, and like we were trying to push it back with everything going on with the pandemic and all that. But like uh, the date that they picked, they're like, oh, we can either do like October or whatever, or we could do November fourth. I was like, ooh, do November fourth. I'm gonna need a full week off after that. <laughs> So going back to the actual process, there are a lot of resources to go and check on. And one of my favorite podcasts, websites, informational resources is 538. And they they have a tremendous job of going state by state. Here's all the different links you can go to and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you're voting early, it might not be the same polling place that you would go to on November 3rd. Yeah. So you need to check, hey, I'm going to vote early. Where do I need to go? And we can't go, to, yeah. you know, we have people all over the country listening to us and in like India and the UK and yeah. welcome Ireland, international voters. Greece, yeah. Japan. Um, with that in mind, like we, we want to recommend sources. So uh, by the time you hear this <clears throat> podcast on our, on our Facebook page, we will definitely have some resources for right. you to check on. But really, it's very simple. Just Google, how do I vote? And you'll find things. So we gave you a, kind of a rundown right. of the timeline, but you know, just things to keep in mind. Like, you know, if this is your first time voting, have an ID. That's kind of part of having a plan. Yeah, you can find those checklists just about everywhere yeah. online too, and that's really good as well. Voting early, you know, make sure you're going to the right polling place. I have gone to the wrong polling place before. <laughs> I thought I was registered in in rolling meadows and they're like no you you already fixed your registration you're in you're in elgin i was like cool 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 make, <laughs> cool, make cool, that, cool, make cool, that cool. 30 minute drive oh my gosh uh, another good resource too that i just want to put out there too before we move off this subject um the subject of resources that is um on youtube i'm a big i love youtube um which is why the algorithm the uh fucks me the um but uh, if you put into the YouTube search bar how to vote in every state, uh, there are a couple of people that have kind of uh, created this uh, somewhat of a channel, and it's great. And it's, I mean, it's literally there's a generic one uh-huh. of, and it kind of goes over like importance of voting and all that kind of sure. stuff. But then you can literally find your state. So if you're not living where Brian and I are in Illinois, um, you can, yeah, you can look it up. Whatever North Dakota, Massachusetts, all those kind of things. It's and it's a really cool research or a really cool um, uh, resource. Um, and it's, it's like a quick six minute video. It's really awesome. And they actually go over to like what you'll need there. Like I can't even imagine the amount of research they had to do on this. So the first thing I would, and, and thank you for that, Kevin. Yeah, the first sure thing, do. the first thing I would suggest is finding out if you've already registered to vote. So 
a lot of times when you turn 18, you vote, you're, you register to vote while you register, you know, for the um, draft and et cetera. So if you've already done that, make sure you're already registered to vote. If you haven't, you know, double check, make sure. And there's lots of ways to do that online. You can go to your local polling place and ask, like, there are ways to do it. But please, please, please do it before Election Day. So the worst important. feeling will be you're geared up. You've made your plan. You have the people you want to select for each and every single position. And then they say, you're not registered to vote. And you have to, you know, you can register there, but... It'll take time, and you've already waited in line, et cetera. So just do your due diligence regarding how to vote, who to vote for, and why you are voting the way you are. Kevin, if you were to say the reason it's so important to vote, I talked a little bit about how close it was. Why do you think, in terms of a civic duty, why do you think it's so important to vote? Oh, it's so easy for me. Okay. Okay, so we elect a government so that we can... So the country can be run the way we want. Okay. Because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a nation of the peoples. Of the so, people, by the people, for the people. For, for the people. Yeah. That's us. That's you. That's me. That's everybody out there listening. Everybody that is out there not listening, but should be listening to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, so, so you, and, and, and people complain about politics so much. You know what I mean? Especially now, like mm-hmm. ever since 2016, everybody is out there bitching. Everyone's out there complaining and moaning and groaning and mm-hmm. he's doing this wrong and they're doing that wrong. First of all, people, it is way more than the president that are making these decisions. Absolutely. Okay. That is why there are checks and balances. Yep. Okay. So if you are not going out there and voting for a person that you believe in, or I'm sorry for you, uh, what is it like blue or dead or blue or die or blue or what? I don't know. You know what I mean? Or like the people that are, or like, yeah, 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 yeah. Red or dead, whatever. You know what I mean? If you are just voting like that and not voting like informed. So if you're just voting down the line, D, 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 or R, 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 Thank you. Then you know what? You can't complain if you're voting that way. If you're not doing the research, if you're not seeing what this person stands for, what their voting history is like. All that kind, you know what I mean, on the big issues, especially, yeah. and even on the small issues, yeah. you have no right to complain in my mind, because you know what, it is up to you, you well, know, to an extent, because every every once in a while you get that candidate that surprises you, says it well, I shouldn't say every once in a while. When was the last time we had a president go in and didn't, you know what I mean, and accomplished everything they said they were going to accomplish? But Brian's thinking right now. If you guys could see this, <laughs> he's doing. I'm looking at the ceiling right now. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone that really accomplished. Yeah, everything. and that's not to say that there weren't great presidents out there because we definitely had them. You know what I mean? Especially, John Tyler was not one. Yeah, I know. I found that's out for sure. very presidential. Yeah, me too. Teddy Roosevelt was the bomb. dot com though. Teddy Roosevelt was a very good one. Yeah, that was the first positive, yeah. very presidential. But no, so that is what that is my reason for voting. That is why I think it's so important to vote, um, and why it is so important to inform yourself before you vote. And, and I agree with all of that. And I, I think there's this sentiment in in just the American culture of the idea that it's so difficult to talk politics because people get offended or, you know, and, yeah. and I always talk about like, well, sex, religion and, and, and politics are off the table. Like, don't bring that up at, at, a, at a family party or otherwise you might offend someone. It's like, these are the things that re- they guide our everyday life. Yeah. That's why I loved so much that uh, Brian took the time to come down to, uh, I was working at the restaurant, this was maybe a week ago or so, 
um, because my uncle had come in and he's uh, uh, an avid listener of the podcast. Thank you, Jim. You're the man. Um, and uh, it was really awesome seeing Brian and my uncle just dive into the political conversation. Yeah, very, there was no hesitation. <laughs> very comfortably, very yeah. comfortably. And it reminded me of uh, my, I know we brought up the story before, so I won't tell it again, but you know, my first Our night. First trip. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And, and actually, and I have to bring this up too, um, and, and hopefully they're listening, but I, I had ran in, or I had was bartending for a couple of people last night. Very, very nice. Uh, it was their second night of the weekend coming in and visiting me. And um, I brought up the fact that I did a, a podcast. Yeah. And uh, she goes, oh, you know, what's it about? Which is always everyone's first question when you tell them you're doing a podcast. Yeah. And I said, it's, you know, politics, government, that kind of stuff. And um, she immediately said how important it is for people to talk about politics. She said, I think that, and I thought, that, I thought this was a very good point. You should talk politics more often make it more normal. You know what I mean? Show, and, and the key thing when you're talking politics is obviously listen. You know what I mean? Don't just talk. Yeah, I agree. And and like I said, you know, we, we used to sit around and, and talk, you know, Cubs versus Sox or, you right. know, all that. It was so easy to talk Cubs versus Sox. Well, what's the difference between red and blue? Like right, exactly. policy is policy. And if you disagree about someone's policy, Use facts, talk about it, just yeah. like you would someone's batting average and yeah. home run count or whatever the case is. Yeah, I know nothing about those things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking, you, you know, people that aren't in, you know, into sports. Like you talk about TV shows, which one's better? You know, which anime is better, right? Right. And I did start Avatar, watched the first oh, one with yes. my daughter. And as anybody, uh, and, and, and the reason Brian brought up Avatar for anyone who hasn't, uh, Checked out the aftermath. Check, yeah, checked out the aftermath. We just had a, a Q&A session. And I, yeah. yeah we brought and that, that came up, up and, and one of our listeners, Jason F., brought it up to me. You know, he's like, you need to watch it. And I was oh, like, it's okay. so good. So, and it, it, the first episode was great. So <laughs> what I'm saying is people talk and disagree all the time. But the moment you talk politics, people immediately start to turtle up. They they, right. they cringe. They want to yeah. exit the conversation. They'll be you know, agreeable so they don't have to have conversation. And it's like, listen, it's okay to have confrontation as long as there's growth. Right. right? And the way we do that is having a civil discussion. Like Kevin that's, and I, and that's, that's the, the point of, part too. That's the point of this podcast is Kevin and I disagree on things. And it's not who wins. We agree on things, we disagree on things, but we show our sides, we show our perspective, and that's what this needs to be about. Civil discourse is so important, especially revolving around politics. And politics guide your everyday life. So when three and a half years later, you don't like what President Trump did, well, did you vote in 2016 or did you write in Harambee? Like, what did you right. do to affect the election? Because you want to talk do? about a wasted vote. There you go. Well, yeah. And... There's this idea of, okay, I don't like where I'm at. Well, did you not do something four years ago? Fine. Well, you better make damn sure you do something this year. Yeah. And just the same, you know, for those that do support Trump and listen to this, like, you don't want it to be that close in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, or whatever. If you, you know, he barely carried those states, and that's the only reason he won, because he lost by 3 million votes. Right. You better get out there, too. So And Iowa, too. Yeah. Because Iowa's flipping. Uh, yeah, you called that. I know. Yeah, Texas, Iowa, Georgia. Yeah. They're all that. flipping. Yeah. I cannot believe that. And yeah. the the number one state that's going to determine this election, and I've been saying if, since the podcast is Pennsylvania, yeah. and the margin is, is growing for Biden. So if you're a Trump supporter, yeah. that should really 
alert you to what's going on. If you're against what Trump has done, get your ass out there and vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am going to make a prediction. I think that this this year, this election year, will have the most ballots cast. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And like we were talking about, so the Illinois, uh, the registration, the online registration for oh, Illinois yeah. now in, uh, voting has longer than expected returns right now. Or, um, yeah, because there's so many electoral ballots coming out. Let me let me pull it up. I just had it. Registration. Um, but essentially, they say, due to the unprecedented number of registration requests, users may experience delays in accessing this site. And that's to um, online voter application. So the Illinois Gov website where you officially register your, your application to vote is actually experiencing lag because so many people are trying to register to vote, which is for me, it's awesome. super exciting. Yeah, it's super awesome. You know, I when I taught government at, at a high school, I really, really focused on not being biased. The yeah. only thing I was never able to play devil's advocate on was the electoral college. When they said, well, why is that still there? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but other than that, I was always trying to be unbiased. But I always, always told my students, you're 17, 18 years old, you better damn well get ready to vote right. because your voice matters. Yeah. It matters on on the sidewalk when you're talking to your neighbors. Be educated. And that's another thing is people don't want to put forth an effort to educate themselves on politics because right. it's kind of dense. It's difficult sometimes to really get into the nitty gritty of tax policy. Holy shit, can that be boring? Right. But it's important because that's going to affect the amount of money that goes into your pocket and how it impacts the people around you. Yeah. You know what, Brian, if you don't like the Electoral College, yeah, make sure you go vote. Find somebody that doesn't like it either. Damn right. But although, when you get rid of the Electoral College, yes. look out, because the Libertarians are coming, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very supportive of a plurality. Yeah, very me too. Hey. Yeah, I'm very sort of supportive of a Libertarian president. You know, so here's the thing. Yeah. And I'll bring this up. Yeah, please. When it comes to third party... Mm-hmm. Um, candidates and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's so stupid that they always vote or they always focus on president. Why haven't they done anything at oh. the local level? Fucking preach, dude. Like, that's how you generate a grass. Like, hey, let's win a state delegate seat yeah. in a and, state and, where and we've then, actually got libertarian votes. Right. And then do something while you're in office there. Create and some sort you, of legislation yeah, and yeah. then propel yourself upwards. Yes. To, okay. Illinois state representative from District 14 has a libertarian and then all of a sudden now he's getting you know elected for the yeah. the u.s house and all of a sudden he can start making an impact and that's like what what bernie sanders isn't is an independent right right and yeah. you know he started with that small state and then he was an electoral or a, a president elect candidate right? right so that's how i get frustrated with the libertarian or green parties labor party i think there's a couple others yeah do it the right way and build yourself up. But also, if we got rid of the Electoral College, we could have a plurality and just vote the best candidates we feel. Yeah, and I think it's already kind of happening, too, because you just, not a ton, but you see some candidates out there that really do run on a more like, you know, maybe they run for the Republican Party or for yeah. the Democratic Party, but really I don't think they are. Right. And I'm going to bring her up again. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I, I don't think that she's a Democrat. Yeah, I mean. And I think she's a perfect third-party candidate. Well, 
Well, maybe not perfect. Again, no, and still still learning about the it. thing still is learning. more than more than even Bernie. Bernie was an independent that then yeah. ran as a Democratic presidential candidate. Tulsi was a true Democrat in the party, but she might have values that are outside of. Their I think party she does, anymore. and I think that's and that's what the, that's but such that, a bummer. That's, that's, that's such how a bummer the Democratic about, Party is right now. There's so there's such a divide, and as a party, like where do we really want to go? And there's some yeah. that are more progressive. There are some that are more centrist. Um, Biden being a centrist, but like the Bernies. Elizabeth Warren's AOCs yeah. are far more progressive. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually curious to see because uh, those girls are up for election too. The squad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see who keeps their seat and who doesn't. I think, I think they all do. Yeah. Um, Elon Omar, Omar is the one that I support the least, and there's also some controversy with harvesting ballots and stuff like that. Yeah. So. If she were to not get it, yeah. I wouldn't be as heartbroken. I'm a big fan of AOC and yeah. have continued to grow that uh, as time has gone on. But I think in general, I think they'll all be safe. I know AOC will be, or I shouldn't say I know. I really think, believe she will yeah. because yeah. you can't know the future. Right. Anything else about voting, uh, Brian? Um, just once again, please go out and vote. If you have any issues, like I said, Google, you know, have a plan. Shit, reach out to me. I will walk you yeah. through how to register because, and I don't care if you say, hey, I plan on voting for whoever you don't like, Brian. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm voting He means Biden. Donald Trump. If you, say, <laughs> if you say, hey, I'm voting Trump. I need help. I will do that. I have former students that are, you know, uh, Trump supporters that might listen to this podcast. I will help you vote. And that sounds counterintuitive to my principle, but my, the one that I hold closest to my heart is your effective role in democracy that's perfect brian all right it is now time to get into the next topic brian donald trump has covid and let me be very clear i am a very vocal opponent of donald trump but i will i will say this i do not wish ill for him like i do not wish that he dies from this and i be i will be very clear about that i do understand some people's position where they do hope for things and whatever. I personally wouldn't wish death on anyone. I also want to see him get back to good health and him absolutely get destroyed on November 3rd. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I just, I knew right away when this news came out that the approach that a lot of people were going to have was going to be very negative. And I don't like that. I know that people don't like him. We bring this up in a lot of episodes. We brought this up in the healthcare episode uh, for sure. But the one thing that I wish for everybody is like good health. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the opportunity to do great things. Um, so like Im immediately when I heard this, I had, you know what I mean? I was like, my first thought was, oh shit, like our president is sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's something that I feel like a lot of people missed out on. Like, it, it, everyone's focused on the election, everything like that. And it is very important on the election. And we'll kind of delve into that later, but, um, or in a few minutes really. But, um, I mean, the, it, the leader of our country is ill and that's never a good thing. So whether you like him or don't. And I had, I had a lot of people reach out to me and I was talking with people and a lot of people didn't even believe it was true. Yeah. Which shows how, how this administration has affected people's perception of the office itself. And when I say like, I understand people having a very, very negative view on this because 
for me, I still try and respect the office as much as possible because he's the president. But there's so much disrespect to the office itself by our current president that I do understand people's feelings. Now, what I will say is this. First and foremost, I do not think that this is a, a, a political stunt. I don't either. And here's the reason I really think that is <clears throat> at first it was just uh, Donald Trump and Melania Trump. Right. But then we've since seen that it was probably a super spreader event at the uh, at Ms. Barrett's nomination for the Supreme Court, their little party that they had. So because a lot of people that were there now have it now have it and that's why i do think it's true that he has it there's also lots of reports coming out and it, and it's mixed like how severe is this but we do know he went to walter reed um hospital which is a va hospital and has begun treatment and stuff like that another element to be mindful of is no matter how he comes out of this he's had some of the best medical experts in the world by his side from the moment he tested positive and how do we treat this? What do we do? Constantly checking, you know, his, his right. uh, vitals, et cetera. Yeah. So he's, he's, had had, a, he's had a great, uh, I know you just said this, but such a great hospital, Walter Reed too. like, yeah, it's one of the best in the world. And, right. and, and the idea here is he's had <clears throat> medical attention from the moment he tested positive, right. which is great, but right? not everybody can, but not him. everyone gets this. So, one of the things is we look at the outcome of this, whether you know he he makes it out alive, makes it out alive, but has issues or dies. He had medical attention that no one else in this country right. gets when they are affected by COVID. So, just because he survives, or if he survives with complications or dies, he <clears throat> had the best opportunities. And I wish everyone that got COVID. Um, had a similar opportunity, but that's just not the case. Right. Um, something I touched on earlier too, cause we want, I wanted to talk about like what this means for the Republican party too, because, um, like you said, it, it, it most likely what they're saying is it spread at this event that they had. Yeah. Um, but the list now, so you're beyond Donald Trump, you're beyond Melania Trump, Hope Hicks, which is the senior advisor to, uh, for the president, yep. uh, Bill Stipen or Stipen, uh, he's the campaign yeah campaign manager, manager. Chris Christie uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, Ronna Mc, uh, McDaniel mm-hmm. yeah uh, you've got the uh, the senator from Utah Mike Lee he has it as well I mean the, Tom Tillis has it yep Tom Tillis has it as well Ron Johnson uh, which is uh, w- uh, Wisconsin I think I believe so Republican senator yeah he was on the postal uh, the postal hearings he was yeah. reading he was leading that committee yeah I mean it's that's how I got to know him it's it's huge huge and and you know the idea here is the frustrating thing for me and I told Kevin well, you know how are we going to approach this topic and he's like just be as honest as as you you know you usually are and my biggest frustration is we know for a fact the Trump campaign knew before leading up to it yeah. leading up to the debate leading up to this and that so do we know exactly when they knew no and they'll never let us know because essentially they were having these events whether it's the debate they were having fundraisers they knew at some point that this was the case for instance with the debate and why i think they knew before the debate was they showed up so late to the debate that 
they didn't get tested by the debate, like the the facility itself right. and, and the and the you know experts on site, which they were supposed to do. And they said, well, you know, you're the president; you get COVID tested all the time. We'll take you at your word. And they said, right. yeah, he's good to go, which wasn't the case. And that could have then affected the other presidential candidate, who is also an older man. Yeah. What do you? Because well, let's talk about two things really quick. Sure. What do you think this means for his campaign? So, in terms of what does this mean, it, it it's hard to really figure out how this is going to impact the actual election. Other than you know, does he survive? Does he not? And right. we know if he doesn't survive, like that totally throws the election into disarray. If he does survive, how does this impact? Because will people hold him accountable for actually knowing that he had this and was downplaying it, or not even you know making well, it known? So he like, didn't know, he didn't know that he had it at the time. He at that knew, exact moment, he knew that he had come in contact with someone who had been diagnosed. Right. The other thing is, is he had fundraisers where they said he didn't know. So like he had an in-person fundraiser at a golf club and he knew, right? Mark Meadows is. I hadn't read. I hadn't. Yeah. I hadn't. So Mark Meadows, his chief of staff has been kind of, I guess there's some frustrations with his actual campaign and Mark Meadows, who's his chief of staff, which is one of the the people kind of in charge of the communications aspect of the campaign and how he's kind of letting on more truth than I think the Trump campaign would like. For instance, he's the one that kind of said, yeah, he's going to Walter Reed. Like he, he's receiving this treatment that is kind of in the testing phase. Like, you know, you're not giving experimental drugs to someone that's like, oh, he's fine. Right. You're not going to, be a part of a drug trial if you're fine that's just how and, it and, is. well unless they're trying to like nip something in the bud right well you know what i mean so that's the thing is they don't maybe, have this clear right. path of he's fine i'm not saying he's gonna die or anything like that but you don't need to take on this huge battery of steroids and and you maybe know, you do for the president man i don't know i don't know if i agree with that 100 percent. so you're thinking like hey i'm I, thinking i'm thinking they're just pulling out all the stops you know what i mean i don't think it but really they're not necessarily doing that for melania Hmm. Well, how do we know that? Because they haven't said that. They literally well, that said that, that doesn't mean that they haven't done it. That just means that they haven't reported on it. So he's he's taking a battery of steroids and some of the uh, drugs that are in the clinical trials, ster- like the the period of the clinical trials where they're really rolling it out. Right. If they're doing that, you don't give someone medicine just to try it out on someone unless that. they actually need it. Not necessarily. So, so he's, Cause, he's cause not you, mild. He's not mild. Well, I don't, which is what I don't they know first let Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because even the doctor who, they just did an interview with the doctor today. The physician that said he was in perfect shape? No, he said that, no, he said. No, 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 I, the one prior. I, he said he was in peak performance shape. When oh, we know no, he's I, obese. I, I don't, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who it was exactly or what the guy's name was. But he said that he was doing well. He was recovering. But still having his t- his his ups and downs, right. um, I just I, I I, and I'm not trying to argue the point. I'm not saying that he's doing great no. or anything like that. What I'm saying is, you have to go based off the facts that we know right now. You know what I mean? I don't like to draw too many conclusions no. without knowing everything about it, or so, as much as I can know about it. But like, so that's that's that, and that's why I was getting at with the Melania sure. Trump thing. Just because they didn't say nobody has reported on it doesn't mean it's not happening. And so, I think that when you're dealing with the leader of a country. You're going to put every single thing you can towards it, towards sure. it, not, sure. regardless. Well, not necessarily regardless, but um, you know, what I mean, it, 
it's not going to really depend on. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're not yeah, going to worry about expense or cost. Thank you. Yeah. So I get that. But here's here's what the New York Times has presented: that President Trump has been given the steroid dexamethasone, and this is right. typically it helps not with inflation used. Yeah, or inflammation. it's not used in mild or moderate cases. So, does that mean he's on his deathbed? Absolutely not. <clears throat> Does is that his, mean? But does that not mean? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I apologize, Brian. I'm interrupting like yeah. Donald Trump did at the debate. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the idea here is this is impactful. This isn't just, and and I get it. Like when the the news first broke, they talked about it was mild, and I don't. I'm not saying they were lying or anything about that in particular, because the symptoms aren't necessarily fully present. The moment you get it, right? right, and you can be asymptomatic, and then it starts. It's to not like when you get a flu or something like that, where yeah, you're puking your guts in the first 24 hours, right, right. So with that in mind, <clears throat> I'm not saying when they said, "Oh, he has mild issues," and then all of a sudden he's going to Walter Reed. That's fine, and I and I do think they should take precautions. Chris Christie did the same thing. He right. checked into the hospital, yep, uh, because he has a history of asthma, and that's a you know comorbidity and yeah. all that. Yeah, he's overweight, etc. I have no problem with that. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, is this definitely affects the election, yeah. right? Especially when the whole Trump campaign has been centered on Joe Biden is losing it. He doesn't hit. He's he's moving slow. He's thinking slow. He doesn't come out of his basement. Now we have a, a president that's in the hospital getting treated for something he called a hoax. So I think in terms of the optics. People really need to reconsider their view. Did he ever call? He really called it a hoax? Yeah, remember? So February 7th, he interviewed with Bob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. February 20th, he said it was a Democratic hoax. Yeah. And he said, it's going to be a miracle. It's going to go away by Easter. We're going to pack the churches and get back to normal by Easter. Yeah. So the question is, will he be held accountable for these particular statements or how he's treated, you know, this portion of the the pandemic and said it's it's pretty much over no one's affected by it last week right in the debate he said no one's affected by it he had it when he was saying that and he probably knew he probably knew we're speculating no i know but i'm saying he probably i didn't say he did know i said he probably knew yeah so what i'm saying is this does that shape the way people view his campaign and do they hold him responsible for spreading it I don't think he knew I don't at the think nomination party. I don't think he knows. I, I, I don't think it does, rather. I don't think it changes anything. I think the people that vote Trump are voting Trump. I think that the issue is going to be people like yourself. You know what I mean? Because you want to take it to this level of he knew, he did this, he did, you know what I mean? Sure. And everyone out there who's voting Biden is saying the exact same thing that you are, Brian, I think. Well, then I hope that's the case because Biden has the lead. Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm not <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. I'm saying Yeah, it's it's a divisive in nature. But here's the thing. So there's people like me saying it, but yeah. who's the what's the other candidate doing? Joe Biden has pulled down all of his ads because I think, yeah, they were, I think, I think it was a cla- argumentative in nature. I think it's a class act, man. I think it's a class act. But I, Donald I, Trump I said- has not pulled down his ads. Well, he can't. Well, no, he can. His campaign can. <laughs> yeah. And they've chosen yeah. not to. They're still running the same attack ads against Biden, which is fine. Right. That's a campaign. Yeah. But, but Joe that, Biden but that, but has that, taken taken steps yeah. to be 
hey, I, we're above he's, the fray. He's, he's sick. He's being I don't a gentleman. Wanna, I don't want to. He's being a gentleman. He's, down. he's being a gentleman. Who cares that Trump didn't pull his down? But here's you the thing. Because I mean? that should be should that should help your cause. That should help your cause big time. Because then you're you're seeing okay, Biden's a class. Oh, I act. agree. You, Biden's a class act. He's I pulling agree. down. Who cares? But would Trump have done the same? And that's no. Actual. But 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 yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. It but, does. It doesn't matter because it, it's his prerogative. It's the same thing that happened with Hillary. Right. In you know what I mean? In, in 2016. Yeah. And that's same what I was thing. Say. It shows. It, it, it brings to light the type of person that he is and the type of campaign he is running. If that's the way he wants to do it, who am I to give a shit? You know what I mean? You do whatever you want to do. But you know what I mean. When I see Biden being like. Oh, you know what? The guy's down and out right now. Never kick a horse. You know, never kick a guy when he's down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I say, oh, yeah, I like that. I respect that. Yeah. And it's not going to pull me to Biden. Yeah. I'm not voting for Trump, too, just so you guys know. <laughs> I want to make that clear because I am trying to play devil's advocate through a lot of this. Yeah. And so I feel like um, just because after our first uh, couple of episodes, everybody thought I was a Trumper. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you like how I feel like I have to get that out there? Yeah. Um, but what I'm what I'm saying is this: it's not going to pull me to Biden, but it could pull some people. You know what I mean? I think again, no. Uh, well, I was going to say no good deed goes unpunished, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> no good deed goes unnoticed. Yeah, I think I think there's an element here that people really it should be even more difficult to reconcile than ever before, and that you have one candidate who. This is the time. So, like, the Lincoln Project came out and was critical of Biden for pulling out their ads, the Biden campaign. Now is not the time to slow down. You're not attacking the candidate. You're telling the truth and that his pandemic response was shit. And now he's even affected by it because he didn't want to wear a mask. And so many people in his camp are now affected by it because they didn't want to wear a fucking mask. Yeah, you're getting upset. So the Lincoln Project has made a really good point. Do I think it's honorable? Yeah, I think it's honorable that he pulled yeah. his ads. Are you saying you are you are you saying you wish Biden wouldn't have pulled his ads? In all honesty, yeah. Because yeah. like you said, is is God this, Brian, you're such a dick. Is this is this going to pull <laughs> is this going to pull Biden more voters? I think so. I'm I sorry, I was so. taking a drink. I don't. Um, I, I I wish it was the case. Brian, but, but I'm telling you right now, but man. Atlantic, but here's but the here's Atlantic the, article. The Woodward. Tapes, I understand. At what I understand. Point do they come over? So why? I understand. What I'm trying to tell you is this: if we want the world to get better politically, we, I agree. We need people to do good things while they're in office or while they're running for office. A guy out there being like, "Hey, like I said, hey, you know what? This fucking dude." He, he's got this disease that he's been denying or calling a hoax or whatever. But you know what? The right thing to do is to pull down my ads. I think that's a fucking class act. And I, I think, do. And I what agree. I'm saying but is, what does what that do? Is, what do you mean? It paves the way to be better, dude. Yeah, but people aren't going to vote for him for that. That's so not true. So what's the point of being that's not better? True. That's not true. The whole 2016 mantra was they go low, we go high. And what did that get the Democratic Party? Hey, you know what? Nothing. Well, well, that's because they had a, they had a, a terrible person running. You can't say she didn't do the right thing in her candidacy. She could have gone after certain elements more than others. She could have gone after the whole silencing a porn star with a with a money. I'm you not know, saying, compensation. No, 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 no. But, but you, she you're, didn't you're go going, dirty. You're, you're going 
off politics. You're going off dirt. And what I'm saying is I don't think that she was a good politician. They had a bad politician running for the office in 2016. I understand. So what but, I'm saying is this, Brian. Okay. I'm cutting you off here. I'm trumping you. Yeah. That's the new thing. <laughs> the fact that that's a thing, like how is he still going to be president? You're getting upset about this. Yeah. It, it, I know it you're upset. Me I know you're upset. I get it. I get it. But what I'm trying to tell you is <clears throat> it is always better to take the high road. It is always better to do the right thing. It is better to be a gentle person, gentleman or gentle lady. Is gentle lady a word? Fact check me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. And you know what, Brian? I'm just telling you right now, man. It's not. It, I know that for you it is big time. Like, And it's important to me who wins this election. It really is. I know I always play kind of like, you know, close to the cuff. Yeah. Um, close to the chest. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, you're actually wearing a vest. I am. I'm sorry for the puffy noises. Well, you're you're close playing it close to the vest. I'm, yeah, to my puffy vest. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, my watch just fell off. <laughs> what are you saying? Um, I think that regardless of the situation, it is always good. It's always better to be good and to do good. I agree. And so I think that. Biden made a great choice. I'm glad that he did it. I'm very proud of him. Okay. Sure. And and this should this should be making you happy that I'm saying these things. It's not getting you to vote for him. So what's the fucking difference? Making me see him in a better light? That doesn't matter. It matters to me. It seeing him in a good light and not being the president doesn't fucking matter to me. Well, but that goes back to voting for what you really believe in. So that's that but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. The Democrats for years have done the right thing over and over and over. And as Bill Maher says, you know what the problem is with Democrats is they don't know how to win. So doing the right thing, where does it continue to get the party that always does the right thing per se? And I'm not talking, oh, Nancy Pelosi going to a salon or whatever. I'm not talking about that. But do the right thing within the constitutional values of this country. They do the right thing. And then this other party can always go out, out of bounds and win. Just like they're going to jam through a Supreme Court nominee. They might get a new president, a president reelected by questioning the actual fabric of our democracy. Like, constantly doing the right thing, I agree. I wish that was the case in politics. And I'm as, as eternally optimistic as I am about people doing the right thing, it becomes very difficult to believe that doing the right thing in politics is what wins. Are you saying they should do the wrong thing? No, I, are you so, saying? Are so you, here's the thing: playing those ads isn't the wrong thing. They're not. They're not mudslinging. They're not making up. They're not fabricating that. lies. That, yeah. They're saying, "Hey, his pandemic response was terrible. Here's why." And then all of a sudden, that is reiterated by the fact that he is in a hospital with COVID, taking clinical level treatments like that are on the trial level. So his response was terrible, and now it's elevated by the fact that he's actually having to be round the clock monitored by the highest level of medical staff. So if they were saying, hey, he was sleeping with Stormy Daniels while he was married to Melania, yeah, I would have an issue with those types of ads. But right. the ads are attacking his pandemic response, yeah. his, his fact that they, you know, he can't force the, the Republican Party to come to an agreement with the Democrats to pass a new stimulus plan. You know, people are out of jobs. There's no job growth right now. Those are what the ads are attacking, not him as a human being. So not running it is like... It's not taking, I, I, 
you shouldn't take advantage of this situation, but you shouldn't change everything. And this is what happened with Obama and uh, McCain in 2008. Okay. Yeah. McCain said, hey, we need to go back to the Senate and figure out how to bail out these banks. And Obama said, no, we're still going to do our debate. So I understand Trump can't step back or like go to a debate, perhaps due to his COVID you know, situation, but completely pulling the, the gas off the pedal for your campaign is, is Biden to pull back the gas, the accelerator, because someone else is sick. You're not doing anything wrong by keeping the ads going. Yeah, but isn't he still campaigning? He's still going around. He's still doing like his virtual um, sure stuff. So, I mean, he's not stopping. He's not taking it. He's removing slight amount of pressure from the pedal. He's not pulling his foot off the pedal. But meanwhile, the Trump campaign has not. Well, they, but it's a different scenario for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're behind and they don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't like. You're, you're so upset, but, you're, but you should be happy. The Trump, the Trump campaign is behind. Biden's winning. I won't be happy until 2020, January 20th, and Biden is being sworn in. Mm. I won't be happy until then. Okay. So even even on our election live stream, if it you shows, still won't be happy. If Biden, <laughs> if Biden is saying, if this they sounds are saying, very sad. <laughs> if they are saying that Biden has 370 electoral votes, I won't believe that he's the president until Trump concedes. Okay. Because I think he's going to fight tooth and nail. That's a nah. I don't. At what point should no, I believe? I, I'm, I, 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 no, I'm no. Not, I'm not. At what point should I believe that Trump is going to do the right thing? I don't know when he does it. Right. If so I'm does, waiting. If he does, so it. I'm when waiting. He does it, you know, right. All that stuff. No. So that's what I'm waiting for. So to go back, how does this affect the election? I don't think it's affecting much. I don't. Thanks for finally answering my question. <laughs> No, I mean, that's no, no, what I'm no. saying. If I said this earlier. Yeah, I said it earlier. Yeah. I don't think this sways voters. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, and I, think I don't that's either. A big, I said the exact same thing. And I think yeah. that's a very unfortunate proposition here is <clears throat> the Trump supporting base yeah. had the Atlantic article, yeah. Losers and Suckers. You had the Woodward tapes that he was effectively lying to you. You look at the economy, it's in the shitter. Job growth is stunted. The tariffs aren't working. Right. We look at <clears throat> his his pandemic response isn't effective. The debate was terrible. And now he has COVID and he's. And now pause for a brief moment while Brian lists all of the things that Trump has done wrong. This is <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. It sounds like an entire I'm presidency. Dis- no, 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 no. Hold on. You. It sounds like an entire presidency. Dude, that was two fucking weeks ago. Yeah. That's two weeks of his presidency coming down the stretch. And I didn't even talk about how he praised the proud boys and told him to stand by. Yeah. He didn't praise him. You're right. He didn't praise him. Yeah. He didn't denounce them a fit like effectively and then oh, told can, them we, to can, can I pause you for a second? Sure, fire away. Because something I forgot to bring up that I meant to bring up today. Yeah. So I had brought up last time we had did a podcast. I had brought up Gavin McGinnis. Oh yeah. Because we talked about the Proud Boys. Yeah. And so um I didn't realize he was such a dick. Yeah, you had said like, yeah, he seemed decent on the Joe Rogan, but that was your only yeah, reference that was my only point experience of him. was but yeah, on the Joe Rogan say, podcast. And, and I bring that up because uh, Brian and I are always doing research. Well, we try our best to always be doing research, whether it's five minutes of research or two hours of research. Um, and I, both of us. And I of, text you at all hours of the night. Yeah, I, I do enjoy that, though. I like waking <laughs> up to a text from Brian and it's just like breaking fucking news, dude. <laughs> 
I am not Spicoli. Oh God. I watched no. Fast Times at Ridgemont High the other day. I fucking love that yeah. movie. Um they, but no, but and so it, it it was interesting to me. And I still, in all of my research, I don't know what to believe about the Proud Boys. I don't know what to believe about Gavin McGinnis, but everything I've researched about Gavin McGinnis now makes me realize I think he's a dick. Let me help you. Yeah, he's a piece of shit and the Proud Boys are too. They're white supremacists. Period. I, but I've read so many conflicting things. I, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. Hey, if you are a proud boy, contact the Mad Libs podcast. Tell us what you're all about. Yeah. So, so I know. So, so I know. They, they've actively promoted the idea of violence and all that. That's a and, dick move. Yeah. So like, I, 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 for me, there's no leeway. They're, they're a shit organization and, and should be denounced completely and without hesitation. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and if that's what they stand for, that is, exa- I, yeah, I agree with you yeah, 100%. I had a, uh, uh, cause I always make a sitcom reference when we're doing our podcast. And uh, <laughs> when you were saying that you, you said, you know, I, there's no leeway for me. It reminded me of, uh, from parks and rec. I will not be talking about the office today. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> parks and rec where, um, Leslie, or no, it's not Leslie and Ben, it's Anne and, um, whoever her, husband as i always forget um and they're they're going to the doctor's office because or the doctor's house because they they couldn't read what he wrote for whether it's a boy or girl that they're having uh it's rob lowe's character by the way that okay but yeah uh and so they go to the house and um the Fonz plays the doctor henry Winkler. yeah 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 and then um his son is like uh like a, this crazy like out there like weird guy um and he comes up to the door and he's talking to uh, these characters and uh, talks about how Rob Lowe is beautiful. He's like, he, he always sings things. He's like, I guess I'm open minded as hell. <laughs> and that came to my mind. I was like, well, I'll listen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going back to the Trump coronavirus um, diagnosis. You like how I brought the levity there, Brian? Yeah. The diagnosis is is a big deal because <clears throat> it should be reflected within the Republican Party of you know hey we should be wearing masks we should be absolutely taking control of things. Uh, Bill Barr has already said no they're not wearing masks yeah you know, he's not wearing a mask nothing is changing and that's one of my other biggest concerns about how this should be regarded is they're not adapting they're I agree. sticking to their current messaging and their prior messaging of. Maz, take them or leave them. And that yeah. that continues to be felt and reverberated around the world or yeah. around the country and certainly yeah. around the world as well. So, yeah, and something, something that Brian and I talked about earlier too that I want to bring up very quickly is there is a perfect way that the Trump campaign and that Donald Trump could go about this. If he just came, you know, did an interview after all this is over and said, hey guys, listen, I was wrong. You know, this is something so, so serious something that we need to worry about and just changed his tune on it. Like all the other politicians that are getting sick and changing their tune on this, like it would be such a perfect play for him. And I don't, you know what I mean? I know he won't do it or I don't think he would ever do it, but cause he's never wrong in his own mind. Right. But it, I think it would be good for him. And I think it'd be great for the American people. Well, and that's the thing. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there. If he would change up his messaging and show some vulnerability, I think America would greatly benefit, but I don't Absolutely. think his campaign would. His supporters believe what they believe. Hey, but you know what? Isn't that isn't that what the being the president's all about? Is bettering things for the American people. That's his job. Sure, Lyndon Johnson job. signing the Voting Rights Act. 
hey, we just hand over we just handed over the party of the Democrats to the South. Yeah. Or we, we just handed over the South. But you know what? We do the right thing. That's right. So that's a great quote. Very powerful. Thanks for saying that, Brian. Yeah. Anything else? I know uh, we, could, we could we deep could, breath. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Once again, all that aside, I think it's bullshit what the campaign is doing. I think it's. I do hope he comes out of this and you know achieves health uh, a healthy report and then can absolutely be destroyed on November third. Hey, you know what? I'm crossing my fingers for you because, like I said last in the last last podcast, I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do want to take a second though, Brian. Um, yeah. We always give thanks to our listeners, yeah. and I, I mean that truly. Uh, I want to take a second to thank you for taking the time to do this podcast with me two days a week. Yeah, I always enjoy our conversations, oh, and I had a lot of fun today. <laughs> I got you nice and heated. Yeah, yeah. and that is like anytime I can piss Brian off. <laughs> <laughs> Not piss him off. Get him riled up. Anything. I, anytime I can rile you up about yeah. politics, uh, you know, it's a good day for me. I hope you had as much fun as I did today. Always, always. And, and you know, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the Patreons and the people participating in buying shirts on Threadless. Yeah, yeah. Buy masks. There are masks on yeah. there. Yeah. Speaking Buy of those. wearing a mask. Yeah, wear I, a mask. And I actually did some tweaking on the Threadless shop today. So there's some new masks out there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get artsy. <laughs> which I am not. <laughs> but hey, guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Like uh, Brian brought up, if you do want to uh, you know, check out some of our t-shirts, some of our masks, it's all available. It's uh, madlibspodcast.threadless.com. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Facebook too. Sending us any, uh, you know, anything you want us to hear or want to hear us talk about. Any questions you have, Brian is fantastic about getting back to people on that. So <laughs> please make sure you're hitting us up on there. Um, also, if you guys uh, have any ideas for our next Aftermath episode, which we'll, yes. we will be recording not this Sunday, but next Sunday, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let us know, guys. Any questions you have for us, we're here for you. Yeah, and uh, like, like we led with the podcast, go out and vote. If you need more help, reset, reach out to us or check out you know, 538. Just Google, how do I vote? Whatever yeah. the case is, have a plan. Be specific. Know what you're going to do the day of and go out and fucking do it. I believe in you. We believe in you. Go out and make a difference in the world. Thanks, guys, so much. And uh, we will see you again on uh, Thursday morn. Our recording on Wednesday, Brian. Don't worry. I got this. But the episode goes out on Thursday. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great night. Hey, guys. It's Kevin. And Brian. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Mad Libs podcast. We really appreciate you guys' uh, time. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. That includes Mad Libs Podcast on Instagram, Mad Libs Podcast on Facebook. And feel free to email us with any comments or questions at madlibspod at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you listening.